Welcome to God's house. Come on, let's give the Lord a big hand clap this morning. Those of you that are watching online, we love you. We're grateful to be able to partner with you and be able to come into your space, your home, wherever you're watching. Um, we just think that we're a family and we're in different locations at different places and using different mediums. And so we just love having an opportunity to be with you in your home right now or on your workout, your hike, wherever you are. Uh, how many are glad we get to reach the world through the medium of technology? Come on. Amen. So this is a different service. Um, and I want to give some instructions. Those of you that noticed, we got some kiddos in the room with us. How many glad to have the kids here? Somebody said, yeah. It's good. Okay, just, just so we understand, let's make sure that you, you, you could have an experience with your child, but let's not make sure that 15 people around you are having that same experience. So if your kid gets a little rowdy, gets a little loud, and little needs to be moved along and have some space to run, we got tons of space in the hallways. We got the wiggle room off to the side. You can still hear the service, still be a part. But let's make sure that we're conscious of those that are around us as well so that we're not a distraction. Amen. So listen, this is the first Sunday of two Sundays. Alan corrected me. It is not Sponsorship Sunday, rather. It is called Dream Sunday because literally what's happening with us today as we sponsor the children, just so you know, right out of the gate, up front, we have already sponsored of the 250 that we committed over two years to sponsor. There are 141 sponsored already. Give the Lord a big hand clap. It's big. But... Alan corrected me, and rightfully so, um, and I'll introduce him in just a second. Those of you that don't know, I want to formally introduce him. But, but he said it's Dream Sunday because we're literally making the dreams and answering the prayers of those in Rwanda that have prayed and believed that their situation could get changed if somebody would help. And so I'm grateful for that. Alan is a member. He's a man of this house. He's a member of our family yes, here sir. at East Hill. Um, but he is also the U.S. Director of, Executive Director of Africa New Life. He has a counterpart, of, as I've told you, in Rwanda. And so it, it is important for me to say to Alan and you that this, although I get to introduce it, I get to preach the messages and do all of those things, um, this was actually, this partnership and what we're doing these four weeks or these five weeks of the mm -hmm. month was actually in Jason Abello's heart all along. And it was one of these things that he just did not get to do, the circumstances being what they were, the finances being what they were, and the season that he was in, it was always in his and Alan's heart to do this. And I get to, as he passed that baton to me two years ago, I get to now execute on a dream that was in his heart. So Jason, big shout out to you. We get to do this together, brother. He's not here. He's at a fall conference. But I want to say that, and I said that at the early service that, and, and you need to remember this, not everything that you've dreamed will happen the way you dreamed it. If God gave you the dream, it's certain, it's sure, but it doesn't mean that it will happen in the way that you thought it would or in the time that you think it will happen. And don't get frustrated when your dreams and your plans don't go the way that you want them to go. Don't act like a 16-year-old or a toddler and start throwing a spiritual ten temper tantrum. God is faithful. Say he's faithful. And sometimes he doesn't give you what you ask for because it's too small or he's got bigger plans for you and you just got to trust daddy. Amen? So, so Alan, um, this was, I mean, this is your life's work. Yes, sir. Can you tell us a little bit about your heart for African New Life and why and how you got involved? Man, well, first of all, it is a joy to do this together with all of you, to go to Huye with you, to go That's to Rwanda awesome. with you, 
And, uh, you know, I've been all over the United States, had the chance to speak and be in churches everywhere. There's about 10,000 kids that are sponsored and heading toward a high school graduation in Rwanda right now. But to be here with you, to do it with you, is an incredible joy. Amen. So, so for you, um, tell me what it is about the church sponsorships and how this works. Can you explain to them how this works? And we talked about three pillars, one being uh, education, one, well, actually faith, education, and healthcare. Talk to them a little bit about how these partnerships work and how they benefit the children. Yeah, so there, yeah, like you said, there's kind of three key components. What we found over 20 years is that to help a student to be able to escape poverty that's been in their family, not through no fault of their own, right. for their entire lives and for every generation, probably, frankly, back to the creation. You're talking about a significant change that's got to happen, and that requires key support. Part of that is faith. So one of the things we've talked about is that in Huye, we're going to build a church. Amen? There's a building. There's a picture. And I have a picture of the church we're going to build. Take a look at this. This is awesome. I love it. Look at that thing. Yeah. Come on. Give the Lord a big hand clap. Now, you got to know about Huye. Huye is about three hours south of the capital of Kigali, but it is where the National University for Rwanda is. This is where the top professors in academia and the top students go, and many of the leaders of the nation of Rwanda come from this school. This is the University of Oregon, for those of you that don't know, in Rwanda, just so you know. <laughs> Not Oregon State. Not Oregon State, University of Oregon. <laughs> That's right. So, it's important as we go there that, uh, that we appeal to the high-end folks, right, that are at that university because they're going to influence the world, both the students and the, the folks that run the university. And so we build beautiful buildings. And by the way, in Rwanda, when somebody looks good or something looks good, you say they look smart. So this is a smart, smart building, building right here. So you look smart today in that, in that, yeah. So you look smart. That's what you say. You so, got good taste. That's right. That's right. Taste. That's right. So we build smart buildings so we can reach that level of people. But we also build them for every child and every family that you saw out there in the foyer as you came in. Because you know what? For them, where they live, they don't get to be and have access to smart buildings and call them their own. But in the, in the community good. of Jesus Christ... Everything is equal, and this is going to be their building too. Mm. So in faith, yeah. the church is central. We don't force people, anybody to come to Christ or to come to faith in that building, but we invite them to. And by the way, we don't sponsor kids because of their faith. We sponsor kids because they have a need. Come on. And then we invite them to know Jesus Christ. So... The church is a key part of that, and then all of our staff. We have over 500 staff in Rwanda who all know and love Jesus Christ. And uh, once a month, every one of our students in Huye is going to be in this church. They're going to be hearing the gospel there. They're going to be getting a good meal, by the way, with meat. Most of these kids in their families, the families do not have enough money yeah. to eat meat, maybe except for Christmas Day. So we're going to have once a month Christmas Days every month for the next 12 mm -hmm. years for these kids. And in that, we're going to say it's from Jesus Christ. The meat sure. is for them. I mean, for us, I mean, this is why it's so important. 
the collaboration and the partnership and the partners that we choose. Because for me, it's like, it's, it, you know, some people say, well, you should be in development and you should make sure you're developing. Well, I think it's a both and. We have to do relief and development because it's very difficult to preach to somebody because they can't hear you because their stomach is growling and they haven't eaten in two or three days. So we've got to do both and. We've got to give relief for these families and we've got to also you know, take care of their developmentally, spiritually, physically, emotionally, and economically. And so this is part of the strategy. Right, so faith is a part of that. Education is a key part of that. I've That's got a right. picture here on the screen of, uh, of the child that me and my wife, Lisa, and our two girls who are here today, we sponsored in 2006. Her name is Yvonne. I like the culturally sensitive doll baby. <laughs> you made sure you got a dark-skinned baby for the baby. I love that. Thanks for pointing that. We got that at Target, and uh, it was a fail. But anyway, awesome. so we're, we're good. But, uh, you know, the thing is, when you look at Yvonne, uh, we, I got to go and visit her in 2006, and I met her dad and her mom in their home. And uh, her dad says to me, you know, I work for a butcher, and I make $60 a month. And at that moment, I realized that the $39 a month that I had decided, you know, to commit mm. to be a part of sponsoring her education was real, and it was impacting her. Well, let me tell you, fast forward four years, her dad was wise, and he, because we saved them, he saved the money, right? He didn't have to pay for her, uh, her school fees, for her uniform, for her books and supplies. He saves that money. Four years later, he buys himself his own butcher shop. Come on. Right? And then, and then it gets better. He, he, uh, he was able to make that into three butcher shops, and in 2011, he called our office in Rwanda and he said, listen, I am grateful for what you've done for my family, but we can pay for our own kids now. You help somebody else now, and, and we let them go. And I didn't get, yeah. So then in 2015, I took my family to Rwanda, and we were outside of a church, outside of a youth conference, and uh, this beautiful, smart young lady comes up to us, and she says, do you remember me? And I was like, maybe, you know. And uh, she says, I'm Yvonne. Mm. I'm the one who was little that you sponsored in because you helped my family. Now you got to know I'm in the best school in Rwanda and my dad is paying for it. I'm going to college, but it's because you helped us in the name of Jesus. Thank you. Amen. So I think that's important. I think what he said is important. He said, because we did this in the name of Jesus, Amen. right? So there's Islam there, there's a lot of things that's being said about Christ followers. And it's imperative that we represent the gospel in a way that makes it clear who we are and who we represent without all the trappings of our political systems, governments, all of those kind of things, that we present Jesus. Yeah? Amen? Yeah. Come One on. more thing I want to say, you know, we sponsored in 2006, my kids were two and three, my girls were two and three years old. And, uh, you know, the, world, the Lord made the world so that times were different, right? <laughs> and so just so you know, what time is it now? About some, some, like 11.39 right now. So in Rwanda, right now they're 10 hours ahead, so it's 9.39 p.m. So I figured out that when my girls went to bed, hey, kids, how many of you go to bed at 8, 8 p.m.? Raise your hand. How many adults go to bed at 8 p.m.? Let's see, raise hand. <laughs> right like, here. They go to bed because of the kids. Okay, so here's what, yeah, so here's what you need to know. All right? What we did in our house, and I want to, kids, I want to encourage you to do this with your parents. If they say no, you say, you come and help me, all right? Tonight, if you pick a child, I want you to go to your bed and get on your knees and pray for that child 
by name, all right? So we did that, our girls whole growing up, and it was powerful in their lives. That was significant yeah. for us, a ministry to us, ultimately. So we got faith, yep. we got education, yep. health care. You can, you can have faith, you can be enrolled in school, but man, if you're sick, it does not matter, right? That's right. And in Rwanda, in the early days, as we were sponsoring kids, what we found was it's not free. It's not, you can't go to the hospital. You can be turned away if you don't have the money, all right? So what was happening was we had parents in our program who would keep their kids home when they were sick. And uh, we had kids that got, you know, permanently injured. We had some pass away, and we said, we got, this is not right. We got to change that. So in Huye, in every community now, we have a college-educated, Rwanda-certified nurse who works right at the church, is right there with a little clinic, and every one of the kids that are out there in the lobby and every one of them that's online at the QR code, their parents will know that they can bring their son or daughter to see that nurse. And it could be a cold, it could be a cough, but if it's something more significant, let's say it's the hospital, most of these parents right. have not had the opportunity right. to go to school. So they can't read and write. So imagine if you had to take your kid to the hospital and you could not read and write. How intimidating that would be. So what happens is when that happens, the nurse says, I'm going to go with you. And the nurse goes to the hospital. And the nurse takes the form. And the nurse makes sure that it's filled out right. And the nurse goes in to the, with the doctor and makes sure that the doctor treats these people with respect and answers their questions. Right? And then... And then, and then the nurse says, uh, when they ask who's going to pay for it, Africa New Life is going to pay for it. So we're doing that, and we're committed to that in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. So those are the three components. Amen. Yeah. Anything else you want us to know about Huye, the sponsor? We'll, we'll get into all things sponsorship yeah. at the end. Is there anything from your heart, like before we move on to our guests, is there anything you else, else you can think of that you want to share with them? Yeah, I want to say this. You know, when you're in this situation where you, have, you don't have access to education and you can't escape poverty, mm. you don't, we all know this. We've all been there, right? When you get to a point where all of a sudden everything you know to do in your life doesn't work, what do you do? You pray. Mm. And I can tell you, I can tell you that every one of these families not just this generation, but for generations, have been praying to God and asking for help. And today, mm. today, the Lord Jesus is going to use some of us to help begin to answer that prayer. So you said, I want, just for their, I, I want them to hear this. Yeah. Because it's, it's, it is an answer prayer. And like you said, it's Dream Sunday. It's like, it's prayer in a dream that was so distant for some people, not knowing what they would be able to do. But just tell them, you know, what we said, the, the statistic was. Yeah. You graduate high school, yeah. college. Run them through that real yeah, quick because so that's just staggering to me. It's important. So in Rwanda, uh, the, the data tells us from the World Bank that 98% of all individuals who have a college or a high school, high school. degree right. live significantly above the poverty line. All right, 98%. Here's what you need to know. Every single child that's in those pictures out there and every family that's online, every single one of them right now lives below the poverty line. So we're committed as an organization to make sure that every single kid 
has the opportunity to graduate from high school. And then what we find mm -hmm. is that as you guys travel with these kids for years, what we're finding, like this last year, we just had 492 students graduate from high school, and then their sponsors who'd been traveling with them, 50% of the sponsors said, I'm going to top up, and I'm going to put that kid yeah. in college. So you're talking about in college, what that means is, to give you an example, we have a girl right now, Yeah, you're telling me right that. now, <laughs> in Florida. She, uh, she was a sponsored kid. <laughs> she, she said, I want to be a pilot. And, you know, we used to talk about her wanting to be a pilot, and people would mock us. They'd say, well, you know, that's ridiculous. Not in Rwanda, but like here. People would say, come on, you're kind of, you're kind of, that's not good for you to say that. It's too big a dream right, for her. Right, right. That's ridiculous. But she's in Florida right now getting certified on Boeing 777s. Come on. <laughs> come on, you ladies could have done a lot better than that. <laughs> it, gets, it gets better, okay? She is not going to stay in America. Come on. This the is National better. Airline of Rwanda has reserved a spot for her. She's going to be the second female pilot of jet airliners in the history of Rwanda. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's so good. So, so for those of us that may not have the history, um, there was a genocide in Rwanda, and they've lived through that, and there were thousands of kids that were left orphaned, losing their mothers and their fathers. Um, we've got a young man that's going to come to the stage now that was a product of that genocide, a product of Africa New Life, and is now on the other side, and God's doing great things in his life. I want Lionel to, Lionel to come to the stage. Give him a big hand as he makes his way. Um, he is the potential realized. He is absolutely what we hope and want for all of the kids that are out there. Uh, he is a distinguished gentleman, as you can see. He saw us dressed the way we're dressed. He's like, I'm overdressed. It's like, it's okay, it's okay. Um, would you... I want you and Alan to have a conversation um, because I think the two of you represent what this partnership is, relationship, and more so, let me, let me, let me say this to you by way as your pastor. We, we are not saviors. Amen? There's only one savior. What's his name? Jesus. So, so you shouldn't be writing checks and grabbing kids, feeling really good like I did this thing. No, no, no. What we're actually doing is we're being humans. We're actually doing what human beings do, which is take care of one another, love one another. We see a need. We meet the need. Why? Because Jesus has done so much for me. The last thing I would want for any of you to do is to make some debit transaction and you just forget the kid completely. The idea would be is that we disciple our families around this. And, 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 and here's what I told my family when they were growing up is that through no effort of our own, through nothing that we did, we, you were born in America, you went to the schools you went to, the neighborhoods you went to. Just think, you could have been born in Rwanda, you could have been born in Calcutta, you could have been born anywhere else, but God graced you to be born here in a free country, in a free society where you can worship God the way you want to worship Him and have access to all of the resources through no effort of your own. That's all God's grace and blessing on your life. How many glad of that? Grab behind. Yes. And let me say this. At the same time, there comes a responsibility that we have to be caring and loving and empathetic and enter into the sufferings of other people to provide some relief and some solace for them. Amen. Yeah. Come on, brother. So, Lionel, walk us through your early life with your folks, both parents, and, uh, and, and just, just, just take us on a journey. 
Well, I want to say uh, that I'm very grateful to be here today, first of all. Um, and for those that have already sponsored kids this morning, may God bless you, and I hope we're going to sponsor some more, okay? Um, so my name is Lionel, as, as Alan said, and I've been with African New Life for about 12 years now. Um, I come from a very humble family, lost my parents at a young age, um, you know, as Pastor Keith was talking about genocide, lost a bunch of family members through that. Um, and then after that, it was, it was a struggle, you know. Yeah. Um, my mom was a, a single mother and, and raised five kids uh, in her household, and she didn't have a job or never went to school and was able to provide for her. So it was a, it was a daily struggle. You talked about what it's like not to be able to have food. Walk us through that a little bit. I mean, I mean you, you've been in America for a while. You know we yeah. don't have plenty of food. So. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I mean, I, if you go to other countries or other places that don't have food, the worst feeling you can ever, ever feel is hunger, is not eating. I mean, like, you can fast and pray, but, but you can fast with hope of getting food after you're done with your prayer, you know? <laughs> yes. Now, now. Yes. The, Having no food in the house and being hungry is fasting indefinitely without even knowing if you're going to eat or not. Hmm. And so, and I have been part of that, uh, my family, and I, I was there. Yeah. So your mom did her best to provide, but it was tough, but you were able to be in school at that point a little bit. Is that right? Yes. Yes. And, and then something happened to her. What happened to your mom? Um, and so... Gladly, after genocide, there were some programs that were helping kids that were affected by the war to go to school, and the government was paying for that. And so I was a beneficiary and some of my siblings to uh, be able to go to school at the moment. Um, but then, because I was born right after genocide, me and my young sister, hmm. we were not able to be enrolled in the program. And so we had to go to either private schools or public schools that that were, you know, paying right, out of, right, out of right, pocket. Right. Um, and by the way, in Rwanda, education is not free, you know. Right. You have to pay from kindergarten to college. And right. so, um, but then your mom, what happened to your mom? And so, and so my mom got sick, and um, she had typhoid, and then she didn't go to the hospital right away, and it, it attacked her liver. And she ended up dying in 2007. Um, I was 13 years old. Mm. And so when you lose both parents in a culture, you know, families come together and they find your home to stay. And um, I happened to go live with, with my aunt who was married to, an, um, to a Muslim guy. Um, and I grew up going to church. You know, I grew up in a Christian family. My mom took me to church. Um, and so when I got to my aunt's house, she, um, her and her husband, they were like, well, if you're here, then you have to be a Muslim. Hmm. And I said, no, it's not going to happen because I've been a Christian. I'm, I believe in Jesus, all those things. And they say, well, you have no choice. You either have to stay with us and become a Muslim. Or if you don't want to do that, then you're on your own. Hmm. And as a 13-year-old, I didn't have any means to provide right. for myself. So... I had to submit their authority. Right. 
And I remember going to the mosque and, and praying in my heart. Of course, you're not going to pray out loud, but I was, you know, I called upon the name of Jesus and I said, help me. Yeah. And so then ultimately you get a scholarship from another organization and you end up in one of our schools. Yes. That, and they're paying for you. So you're not a sponsored kid with African life yet. No. Another organization sponsors wow. your education. Yes. So meanwhile, when all those uh, things were happening, there's this other organization that came in our neighborhood and they were helping kids. So I got registered and then they helped me to go to one of African New Life private schools in Kayonza. Uh, and then when I got there, their program fell out. Um, Sorry. And... I couldn't continue with them, so I had to drop out of school. So you were for, at home for how long? Um, I was, I was, um, I dropped out of school for about seven months. Wow. So I want to address something really quickly okay. right here. Some of you have asked me, uh, asked us, you know, uh, with these kids, uh, you know, I'm, you've said to me like, hey, I'm retired and I'm concerned that maybe I wouldn't be able to finish with my kids. So maybe, maybe you know, could I sponsor somebody older or maybe I shouldn't sponsor at all. Uh, here's what I want you to know. What happened to Lionel is not going to happen to a single one of those kids. All right? We have a safety net that we've developed called the Helping End Fund. You'll see it on the form out there. And uh, thousands of people contribute every month to African Life so that when somebody loses their sponsor, mm. it takes us about four months to find a new one. That's covered for them. So what happened to Lionel is not going to happen to any of these kids as long as I'm in charge. Amen. All right? Go ahead. But I mean, you know, so like the, the idea, though, is like so he's out of school for those seven months, and, but you have accumulated back fees and you have fees to go to school. How did that money get collected? What, tell them what happened. Yeah. Um, well, well, I mean, I had great friends in class and, and I was performing well in school and my fellow classmates were like we we're not gonna let this dude go and so they collected money out of their pockets and these are what fifth sixth sixth graders yeah, these are sponsored kids these are sponsored sponsored kids, kids in their okay and so they pulled out of their pockets collected a few money and they talked to the teachers and the principal wow. and they were able to pay for my date I came back to school Then what happened? Mm -hmm. So then, then you get connected to so, our program. So I, I come back to school, and I don't know if you told them about the final exam. Go ahead. You tell them. In, our, in, our, in our country, when you, when you reach the sixth, sixth grade level, you have to sit for what we call a, um, a final exam, which um, takes you to high school. And now, based on your performance, you can either go to good government schools or or go to private schools, but those that go to private schools are the people that are paying out of their pockets, and it's more expensive, but if you, if you perform higher, then you get to go to a better government school. And the bottom line is that for most kids, most, only 36% of kids in Rwanda, period, end up finishing secondary school. So that's yeah. a really yeah. important factor. Yeah, so, that he got back. So, so bottom line is, how'd you do on that test? So I come back. I mean, I've been out of school for seven months. I come back and God did a miracle. I was number <laughs> one in the whole school. Come on. And <laughs> uh, so then 
you get then after your life, you find they 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 find you a sponsor. Yeah. So, and so tell us about that, and 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 remind me of 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 who it was. This is important. Yeah. yeah. And so I come back to school, and then my my principal calls me into the office. He said, "We've seen your hard work, and we 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 don't want to, you know, we like we do not want you." To miss on this opportunity so he goes and talks to the sponsorship office on my campus <laughs> and says I, I have this kid blah 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 blah, everything and they said we do not have anybody ready uh, for for him like to to you know to sponsor him but we're gonna put him on a waiting list so they put Which is my, what those kids are on right now yeah they're, so waiting. they're on a waiting yeah. list they know that they've been selected but they're waiting and praying for God to open a door yeah. Okay, go ahead. And wow. so the and so they put me on on a waiting list, and right after our test results came out for my final exams, this this lady um, <laughs> from Austin, Texas, comes to Africa for her second time with African Alliance. She was a self-supporting missionary raising money so she could do fundraising for us. Look. Yeah. Her name is Natalie Green. Yeah. And, oh, that's uh, me in high school. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> Where did you get that picture? <laughs> Facebook, man. You look good. Yeah, I've eaten a few burgers, and now I look a little bit. <laughs> but, um, and so she comes in, and um, one of the leaders there says, we have a special child, and he needs to be taken on right away. And she said, I've been a teacher for four years, and I wanted to send this kid to school. So I get a phone call, I, I come to school, I meet my sponsor in person, which actually never gets to happen every right, day. Right. So it was a special case, already God was preparing for me. I come, mm. I meet her, she covers all my secondary education. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I went to a boarding, one of the top best schools in Rwanda, which is by the way, owned by African New Life. School. Yeah. And I was there, I was there for six years. I graduated, and then I got a scholarship to come to America. Uh, wait a minute, weren't There's you a like a, yeah. wait, wait? Who, he Don't was a, a student picture? body president. Student body president this. here. Oh, yeah. You're forgetting some stuff, I knew, man. I knew, yeah, I knew. yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you put some weight on since you came to America, man. <laughs> You've been eating oh a gosh. lot. Like oh American. my gosh! Oh my gosh! Oh, yeah. I was the school president. <laughs> I, yeah. Oh my. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking about that long time. Like, what happened to me then? Anyway. <laughs> so catch us up to the yeah. present. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you went to school. Where did you go to school? Where did you go to school here? Okay, so you get a scholarship to America. Full ride. I got a scholarship. Okay. That, yeah, we help with. Yep. And I came here, and I did a gap year Bible school, at a, at a school called He's Here. Now, this is coming from an African. When when we before I came to, you know, to America, and, and this goes to a lot, like I have friends back home that used to think this way. They thought, I mean, they think that America is like heaven on earth, yeah. and it's not. <laughs> we know. A lot, a lot of people, people need to know that because all that we see is New York, California, and, and San Francisco, like those big cities. And now we're talking about Marvel movies and you show like, oh, is this real? And then I come here, I land in Austin, Texas, and they drive me in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> and I'm going, all I see is like 
bunch of trees and deers and animals running. I said, I asked my sponsor, I was like, where are you taking me, you know? This isn't New York, is it? This is not New York, okay? And so I went there, but those were one of the most cherishable time I've ever had in America because they actually put me in a humble place to start with. And most of it all, I had to learn and study the Word of God intensively. Like, I really, I mean, you can be a Christian, but sometimes you need to have the knowledge of what, what do I believe in? Where does this right. come from? And so I, I had the best time there. It was, uh, yes, it was in the middle of nowhere. You either had to have a bicycle or a car to, to go to a grocery store. So, and, 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 and I was like, if this is where God but, wants me to be. But then it got worse, right? Then what happened? Where'd you go then? <laughs> you For college. I was going to get it. So, <laughs> when, I, when I finished nine months at His Hill, I got a scholarship. Well, no, I went to another school in Minnesota, the coldest place in America. <laughs> let, let me just say... <laughs> No African should be subject to living in Minnesota. No, no. It's just too cold, man. I was always wondering, why do people choose to go live there? Because this is the funny part. I had, um, I had a security job, so I had to drive like go-karts in the, in, the, in, the, in the middle of the night. When everyone is sleeping, I was outside during, <laughs> doing security job. And guess what? You had to layer up. You had to wear warm clothes. Otherwise, you would freeze to death. And, and, and I'm like... What am I doing here? <laughs> so God, um, and then after, after there, I came to Oregon again, the rainiest state in America. Yes, yes, yes. But I love it. I love it, though. Because <laughs> Oregon is the middle of, I think it is the middle ground of the cold and hot. Mm. You know, it does rain, but I can take rain over snow, you know, mm. and, and like over negative yeah, so where did, where did you go to school? What, what, what? Let's get to it. So you, yeah. You okay, so I come here. I went to Warner Pacific, and I served there for two years. You know, I was on campus in ministry, served on the You were the chapel the worship leader, right? I was, yes, I was. And I led worship. I met so great people there. Yeah. I graduated with uh, my degree in social work, and, and that was... They got what? another picture, I think. Oh, where here is we it? Got, yep. There Look he at is. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if he's single or not, but he, he's definitely looking good. Line up. <laughs> is, you're single and available, as I understand it. Oh. That, <laughs> right. Just, just checking. And he's got a degree and a job. Talk yeah, to us. Yes, yes. Yes, I, so you got a job. I got a job. Um, I'm working with Catholic Charities as a disaster case manager. Come on. Uh, in the Clackamas County, um, and I, I just got my first paycheck, uh, and, and guess what? What did you do? Wait, wait, wait. What, what did you do with your so, first paycheck? So I said, I said I'm not going to call anybody. I'm not going to text anybody. I'm just going to take myself out and buy myself a big steak. <laughs> well earned. Come on, give him a big hand clap. Yes. Um, one of the things that, that we said in the back, and I, I wanted you to, 
I wanted him to be set up for success, and I wanted you to realize that even um, the story that you heard, there's more, right? And so what he's got to do in these instances sometimes is unzip his soul and expose areas of trauma in his own life and things that he's gone through, the, all that he's experienced. And I wanted him to know that you loved him and that he was in a safe place to be able to do that. And one of the things he said to me, I asked him about that part of it, and he said, um, talk about the idea of not looking back, but have more in front in the future now. Yeah, I, I feel like I've, I've gone through endurance and pain and hurt um, with my upbringing, but God has blessed me so graciously, and what I want to think about now is focusing on where I am and where I'm going. I don't want to dwell on the past anymore. Amen. Amen. Because, because I want to put that in the back. This is a new Lionel right here, and there has been so many layers and so many, God, like so many things that God has done in my life through people like African New Life and other people that yeah. came alongside this journey. I couldn't be more grateful yeah. than I am today. I love the, yeah, come on. That's awesome. Um, you represent to me the power and the potential of the partnership and what we can do individually and as a group. And, and I just want to say to you, man, like, we love you, and it's such a, a blessing to host you, to be a part, and we do want you married. So this is Lionel. He's single. <laughs> He's ready to mingle. No. <laughs> Come Alan, um, before I let you guys go, go over everything A to Z for sponsorship. Yeah. And talk about online, the online portion and yep. those that are in the, the building with us. All right, so hopefully you can throw up the QR code now, and then if you've got an iPhone, you're watching online, you want to go into the chat, you can click on the, the, the africanlife.org slash East Hill right there, and uh, just scroll down, and there are a bunch of kids right there for you to sponsor online. We love, there's 78. I think we've got about 20 sponsored so far, so we'd love for you guys to take out the last 50 right now online. Here in the building, we would love for you to go ahead and walk out those doors, and here's the thing. The profiles, those are actual kids, as we've talked about. So today, if you want to sponsor one, you can't take it home until you actually fill out the information. So there's a place on the profile, there's a third you know, page that's got uh, you know, where you put all your information in. Put that information in, you can tear that off, and when you're finished, take it to the table underneath Clarice. Yeah. All right? And then the other thing we want you to do is, if you can, there's a social media booth over there that says, let every child dream. Take a picture in there, and then th there's somebody there to help you to put the website in and, and invite your friends, man, all across the country to sponsor kids too. Yeah. Yep. Hey, Alan, I want to say something real quick. Uh, friends, uh, sponsorship works. It does work. I mean, I turned out okay. <laughs> but, uh, but, but all I have to say is you're planting a seed in someone's life, and Amen. one day you're going to be part of the harvest. I mean, if Natalie, if my sponsor was here and, and looked at me and she went back 12 years ago, nobody would have thought I would be here. And so I'm here to be an advocate and also encouraging you that you're, going, that you're doing something great and you're impacting someone's life. That's so good. That's all I have to say. Can you stretch forth your hand of faith to him? We're going to pray. Young people, let's pray together. Come on, Alan, why don't you pray? Okay. Online, 
Stretch forth your hand as well. Lord, I thank you for Lionel. I thank you for his life, Lord. Thank you that you have, uh, you, you could see his life even when it was hard. You could see that someday he was going to be here. Lord, thank you that you put him in a family that knew you from day one. Mm-hmm. And even before then, you knew him in his mother's womb. Yeah. And uh, so, Lord, we thank you that he's here. We thank you for the way you have work to heal his mind and his heart from some of that trauma. God, we pray you continue that work. And Lord, we pray you would make him mighty for you, Lord, that you would use his life and all that he understands and knows that many of us here don't. In that work of disaster where you have him, God, use him mightily there. We trust you for him and we thank you for him in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Give them a big hand as they go. You can remain standing. Stand to your feet all over the building. Um, one of the things that I never want to do as a leader and as your pastor is I never want to leave you thinking that you can have faith without works, that, that you could say you talk about Jesus all day long, but then we don't actually live for Jesus. Here's a way for you and I to actually demonstrate our faith. And I love what Lionel said. You're putting a seed in the ground. Actually, it's a seed that'll be watered, nurtured. And we don't know where the harvest will be. It could be a little girl that'll end up being a 737 pilot over Rwanda. Maybe when I'm going to see our sponsored child or you're going to see it, she's flying us into Rwanda. You don't know where it will be. But we do know that their life as it is today can be altered and the trajectory of generations can be changed just by an education, just by making sure a kid has an education. And so I think, I look at these precious babies here, it's a foregone conclusion they're going to school. It's a foregone conclusion that they're going to read Curious George and, and, and all of the, you know, all of the Dr. Seuss books and have all of that. That's not the case everywhere in the world. And we can't hide our hearts away from those needs. And just because they're not in our country doesn't mean that it shouldn't move us. And so many people have already been moved. I know you have. You've been praying all month long, as I've asked you to. Now's the moment where we actually do something about what we believe. Amen. So have fun in the foyer. It's going to be loud. Enjoy it. Go with God. God's going to go with you. Let's do it.